Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson.
season in our life and it just seemed like everything that was happening around us was insurmountable we got kids going to college um we don't have enough income um my husband i think was just diagnosed with liver failure we had all of these different medicines he needed we were trying to figure out how we were going to afford the medicines like how was this going to work how were kids going to get to college um, I think I was teaching full-time. We had a full-time organization that we were running. And um, just life, just life, just life. Like, we had all of these things going on, like, at the exact same time. Not one thing. Everything at the same time. Like, everything was happen happening at the same time. Um, they were telling us he needed to start using oxygen. Like, just thing after 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 thing. <laughs> like, we just could not even fathom all the things that were happening in our lives, all the things that were going on. And I remember I was in, I, re I remember the moment, like, I was in the kitchen. And I think I was ironing clothes for the week. And I just had begun to center myself on God. And I just began to um, put this song on. And I just began to praise him. And I began to worship him. And I just began to think, you know what? I don't have the capacity to handle this. Like, I don't have, I'm stretched too thin. I'm stretched out. I don't have the capacity to handle this. I don't even know if this is something that you've asked me to handle. My God, like that, that I remember the moment, like I can see myself sitting in the kitchen again. And I remember this song was on repeat and I just simply had to take the position that it wasn't on me. <laughs> like it wasn't on me. It wasn't on me that I had to let go and I had to let God be God, like I had to let go and let God be good at what God was being good at. Like it wasn't for me to worry over it. It wasn't for me try to fix it. And it seemed like as soon as I let go, now I'm not saying every problem got fixed. My God, I'm not every saying every situation was corrected right there in that moment. But what I'm saying is without a doubt, his power stepped in his dunamis power his power that has the power to change stepped in and then the peace that passed all understanding came in and i began to recognize i cannot live this life handling problems tackling issues in my own strength i was not i was not meant to carry this this is why i know 
when Jesus says, come unto me, this is why I know when he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We yoke ourselves up with things that we cannot carry. And our minds, right? It seemed like I was groomed to be a warrior, a warrior. Our minds set a position or a place in worry. And I just kept going back to worry. And I just kept going back to worry. And I remember... um I remember we were in the kitchen and um, I was just consumed one day and I was talking to my husband about something for the next week. And I was like, you know, we got these bills coming up this next week and we just got all these things going on and worry just had consumed me. Like I was just always trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out the next moment. I was trying to figure out the next minute. I was trying to figure out the next hour, right? I was not focused in the present, right? And so I remember I was just trying to figure out what was next. And this, this, I think they, these like, so our, we had some really last powerful moments. And I remember we were sitting in the kitchen and I was like, I was tripping and I was like, my gosh, what's going to happen? And da, 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 da. and I was telling him about the stuff that we needed for next week. Right. And as I was talking to um, him about the things that I need, we needed for next week, he looked at me and he said, uh, what's today? You know, and I was like, whatever the date was. And he said, do we have absolutely everything that we need for today? And I said, yes, sir. He said, are all our bills paid for today? I said, yes, sir. Do we have food for today? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, Lakeisha, what does the word say? Because he knows me. He knows I like the word to back up absolutely everything. And he says, what does the word say? And I said, give us this day our daily bread. And he said, do you have bread for today? Do you have absolutely everything you need for today. And I was like, yes, I have everything. We have everything we need for today. He said, good. Then we're going to let tomorrow worry itself. We're going to let tomorrow take care of itself. And as long as we got everything that we need for this day, my, my God, my God, my God, my God, as long as we got everything covered for this day, as long as every situation is worked out for this day, as, as long as the meals are for this day, as long as the bills are paid for this day, my God, my God, my God, my God, as long as I got enough strength for this day, as long as I got enough peace for this day, as long as I got enough, my God, for this, like for this day. And in that moment, he taught me something about focusing on this day. I can't worry about tomorrow. I can't, I can't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow got enough cares of its own. Tomorrow's got enough issues for, for itself. Tomorrow is tomorrow. I'm not even going to put myself in tomorrow because I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what's happening next. I don't want to limit God in his power. I don't want to limit God by limiting him to tomorrow when he is a God of today. So what is this day saying? What does this day have need of? What is what does this day need providing for this day? Just this, just this day, Lakeisha, just this day just this just focus on this day don't talk about tomorrow don't put your hope in tomorrow don't put your trust in tomorrow don't worry about what's going on tomorrow what is this day what is this day and this is the day that the lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it we're going to position ourselves in this day we're not going to be worriers about tomorrow 
So let me give you the scripture for this. This is what Jesus taught them. This is Matthew 6 and the 19th verse. It says, don't store up your treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal whatever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will be also right so wherever our treasure is wherever we treasure whatever we've positioned whatever we've held on to whatever we're consumed by that's where our heart is that's where our heart he said your eye is a lamp that provides a light for your whole body when your eye is good look at this when your come on Holy Spirit, when your eye is good, your a whole body is filled with a light. When your eye is set on things above, right? When your eye is set on things above, then darkness doesn't come in. When your eye is fixed on Jesus, when I look to the hill which cometh my help, Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for a releasing word. Thank you for a right now word. Thank you for encouraging us in your word. Thank you, Father God, for being our present help in a time of trouble. Thank you for providing answers for us today through the word of God. This is just the word. He says, when your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. When I am focused on Jesus, when I am not focused, when I'm focused on the dark things, my God, what a word, what a word. When I'm focused on the dark things, when I'm focused on what's wrong, when I'm focused on what's not happening, when I'm focused on the problem, then, then I'm focused on darkness. But when my eye, my eye is, my eye is a lamp that provides light. When my eye is the light, when my eye is focused on Jesus, when my eye is focused on what the word says, right? Then my whole body is filled with light. Then depression doesn't stand a chance. Then despair doesn't stand a chance. Then worry doesn't stand a chance. When my eye, which is the lamp, come on now, my God, my God, this is so powerful. It's it, So whatever I'm focused on is what's going to draw light to me. So when my eye is focused, when my eye is focused on the goodness of God, when my eye is focused on the goodness of Jesus, when my eye is focused on how much he loves me, when my eye is focused on how much he protects me, when my eye is focused on this is the same God that bailed me out of the last situation, when my eye is focus on my present help. My God, my God, it says my whole body is going to be filled with light. So perhaps we've had our eyes focused on the wrong thing. My God, when I focus on, when I look to the hills, which cometh my help, my help is going to come from the Lord. He says, but when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. My God. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? If the, if, if this situation seems to consume me, if this situation seems to be all that I'm talking about, if this situation seems to be all that I'm focused on, my God, if I'm focused on the broken marriage, if I'm focused on the, what's what I lack, if I focused on what I don't have, if I focus on what it doesn't happen yet, then this is what consumes me. This is what overwhelms me. If I look at my life from lack, then I look at my life from full, then this is what's got my attention. And it's not going to draw more light to the situation. It's just going to bring more dark. It's not going to enlighten me. My God, it's not going to, it's not going to make this situation any better. It's not going to change the situation 
person because I home in on the situation. It's not going to change the situation because I keep talking to my friends about the situation. That's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to make this situation change. I've got to focus on the light. And then I love what he says here. He says, no one can serve two masters. <laughs> oh, he's so direct with us. He's so intense. He says, no one can serve. No one can serve. No one can serve two masters for you going to either hate one or you going to love the other. You not you can't serve this darkness. You can't focus that you we don't even come on Holy Spirit. We don't even realize we've been allowing situations to master us by keeping our focus on that situation. No one can serve two masters for you're going to either hate the one or love the other. You're going to be devoted to one and despise the other. And then he starts talking to me. He said, you're not going to be able to serve both God and money. And so at the point and the place, if I'm consumed about money, if I'm consumed about bills, then I'm serving money. I think that money will fix the situation. That's what my husband was saying to me today. He said, do you have enough for this day? Like, do you have enough for this day? Is this day taken care of? Because at the point that you think money is the solution to all your problems, that's become your master. And then you're only going to be limited by the amount of money that comes in. You're not going to expect to see a supernatural God. My God, if you're worried about losing the job because of the money, not because of your purpose, if you're worried about the business failing because of the money, not because of your purpose, if, you, if you're worried about taking the job because of the money, not because of your purpose, not because of what God, not so that you can go and be light, right? Then you're serving money and not God. If the situations and the decisions that we make is because of the money, then money is our master. Money is our God. You're like, well, Lakeisha, I have need of things. I'm, I'm just, this is just the scripture. This is the word of God. I hope this is bringing freedom to someone today. I know it's liberating me. At the mo moment that I think that the issue is fixed by money, at the moment that I think that the issue is served by money, at the moment, moment that money is just my focus, my God, right? That I'm serving another master. I have another master. I have another God. I have, I have another, I have another God. At the minute, if, if they ask me to take the position, Position. And it wasn't what I thought I should make. But the Lord is telling me, I need you to take this job because I need you to serve in this place. But I won't take the job. I won't get in position because of the money. My God, if the money is the defining decision, then money is my God. And I'm looking for money to provide for me. And I got the wrong relationship with money because money might run out, but God will not run out. God, 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 will, God will not run out. God can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God can bring a raven to feed you. God can have somebody drop off groceries on your porch. If, if, if I'm wrapped, if I got to work extra hours because of the money, if I'm missing my assignment to serve because of the money, then money has become my God. That's what he's saying to us. Help us, Holy Spirit. If my focus is about the money, then money has. If I won't walk away from the situation because of the money, if I won't leave him alone because of the money, my God, then money, that's, that's what he's saying to us today. Then money has become my God, my God, my God, my money has become my God. This is what he's, you're worried about the wrong things. Money has become my God. If that's my whole focus, money is my God. If I won't get into position, 
if the relationship means more, if I won't get in the position, then money's becoming God. And this is what he says. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. This is Jesus. This is why I tell you, don't worry. I don't want you worried about everyday life. I don't want you, I don't want you consumed with everyday life. Whether you have enough food and enough to drink or enough clothes to wear, where isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? My God, my God, our priorities have been out of order. Isn't why am I consumed with what he already said he would do for me? He said, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. This Jesus say, this is Jesus. This is straight out of the mouth of Jesus. He says, isn't the bird? He said, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. I got some crows that live in my neighborhood. They ain't missed a meal. As a matter of fact, these are some of the biggest crows that I've ever seen. They have not missed a meal. And I think they like this area because they know they're going to be, come on, that's a whole word. They know that they're going to be fed over here. They know that they're going to be provided for. They just kind of linger out here and they ain't missed a meal. They some of the biggest crows that I've ever seen. He says, and he says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can all your worries, can anything that you're worried about add a moment to your life? Can anything that you're worried about change, right? By you worrying. That's what he says here. He says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And then he says, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. Don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. My God. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? My God, can I back this scripture up? Can I take you right back to this place? Can I take you right back to this place? So go back. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep the darkness is. So if I am worried about what I wear, if I'm worried about the next moment, if I'm worried about tomorrow, then my eye is filled with darkness. And when my eye is filled with darkness, I won't see the Lord. I won't see. I won't see. When my eye is filled, I won't see a way out. I won't see that the Lord is providing a way of escape. I won't see that the Lord is my present help in a time of trouble. I won't see those things. And the reason that I will not see those things is because my light, my, my, we see through a glass darkly. My eyes are filled with light. So I love this. He says, he says, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of un believers my god so if my thoughts are dominated in unbelief then the problem is i don't trust god i don't trust god i'm having a problem i'm having trouble i'm having an issue trusting god 
in this circumstance. My God, my God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. It gives us assurance. Faith in my God. Faith that God. God is saying, Jesus is saying to us here, do not worry. He says, so do not worry. This is, he says, why do you, he says, do not worry about these things saying what we eat, what we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father in heaven. Can someone say that this morning? My heavenly father in heaven already knows what I need. My heavenly father in heaven already knows what I need my heavenly father in heaven already knows what I, my father knows what I need. My father knows I'm not getting ready to be worried. I'm not getting ready to repeat these same conversations. I'm not going to keep talking about my bills. I'm not getting ready to be consumed because my heavenly father already knows what I need. He said, he said, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Not just seeking the kingdom, but seeking the kingdom and living righteously. And he's going to give you everything. This See, people will make you think this isn't literal. This is literal. This is literal. This is Jesus bringing us comfort literally. This isn't metaphorically. If you'll seek the kingdom of God above all else and make a decision that you're going to live righteously. Lord, I'm going to live righteously, right? I'm going to live in right standing. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm not going to keep going back to my past, talking about my past sins and all that. No, I'm going to live righteously. And he says, and he's going to give you absolutely everything you need. So then the last part of this says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today, enough for today. So one, we got to refuse to worry. We got to refuse to worry. Like we got to make a decision. I'm not going to worry about something I have absolutely no control over. I'm not going to keep my eyes on this situation because every time I keep my eyes on this situation, it's filling me with darkness. It's not filling me with light. Do you know how powerful this is? Do you know how much revelation is this? Every time I do worry plays into the hands of my enemies. Worry keeps me thinking over and over and over this time and time again. Isaiah 26 and three says he will keep you in perfect peace who keeps his mind on him. <laughs> so where do I get my peace from Lakeisha? I've got to set my mind on him. I got to set my mind on things above. I got to set my mind on the fact that he already told me he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. My God, I got to set my mind on him 
for my health. He already was bruised for my iniquities. He was chastised for my peace. And by his stripes, I am the healed. I get my, I got to set my mind on him because he's going to keep me in perfect peace, right? I got to take a moment and worship him. I got to thank him. My mind has got to stay on things above. I'm going to have to cast down every wicked thought and every imagination. And how I do that is I fill my mind with the light of his love. Worry does not add one single thing. No, worry does not. So when I start seeking, come on, Holy Spirit, right? Go back over here. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. All of these things will be added to you and live righteously, right? When I, when I live righteously, I accept the fact that Jesus Christ makes up for it all. I accept the fact that Jesus Christ steps in place for it all. When I live righteously, I receive my righteousness in Christ Jesus. I understand that I'm chosen. I understand that I'm favored. I understand that I'm loved. I understand that I'm adopted. I accept all my righteousness of who I am in Christ Jesus. I don't spend any time trying to be self-made. I don't spend any time trying to be man-made. I, I accept the fact that I am God-made and that I'm going to renew my mind in the word daily, right? I'm going to take the the word of God. I'm going to cast away the cares of the world and I'm going to renew my mind in the word daily so that I understand what my righteousness does for me. So that I understand how my righteousness heals me. So that I understand how my righteousness provides for me. My God, I feel the power of God on this. So I'm not going to worry about tomorrow because I'm going to keep my mind. I'm going to seek peace. I'm going to seek it in my heart. I'm going to seek it in my relationships. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to guide my steps. I'm not getting ready to be consumed by the things of this world. I'm not getting, a lot, getting ready to get in the context of how this world handles things. I'm not, I'm not going to be man-made, not getting ready to be self-made. I'm getting ready to make God-made. Je Jeremiah 29 and 11, the same plans he had for Israel is the same plans he had for Lakeisha. If he, knew the, if he knew he had the plans for Israel to prosper them, for them to be in health, those are the same plans that he has for Lakeisha. If he knew me in my mother's womb, those are the same plans that he has for Keisha. So I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not. I'm going to set my mind on things above. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to direct my steps. I'm going to seek God as a priority in my life and nothing else. Like, and nothing else, that nothing else, that becomes my priority. Worry has been trying to put me in a position and a place to have other gods before me. That's it. It's been trying to position me and put me in a place to have other gods before me. Every time I worry, I put another God in position. I set something above God and God isn't interested. He's a jealous guy. He does not want anything else. And I love how God introduced us with that song this morning. As soon as I stop worrying, as soon as I let go, as soon as I set my mind on things above, as soon as I set my mind on him who, be, who will give me perfect peace, as soon as I change positions, as soon as I changed positions and got out of the position of trying to be my own God, then God could be God. God could be God. God could go and do a godly thing. God could go and do a godly thing. So every time I set myself in the position of anything else, 
I'm not walking in humility. <laughs> I'm not trusting the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. I'm not thinking God thoughts. If I start speaking, if I start speaking worry, I'm for sure not thinking God thoughts, right? So I got to humble myself, humble myself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt me in due time. So the minute I make a decision that I'm not going to worry, then what happens is I'm not exalt. I'm humbling myself. I'm not exalting myself in the position of God to say that I can do what God can do. That's my run for those of y'all that are new to devotional. I can't run, so I shake my Bible. <laughs> I'm not exalting myself, so I'm humbling myself, saying, God, you're God. I'm humbling myself, saying, God, you're God, you're God. I'm not God. I'm not to provide for myself. I'm not to protect myself. I'm not to defend myself. You're God. And anytime I assert myself to be God and I'm walking in pride and I don't humble myself, then I'm not in the secret place of the most high. My God, I'm not in your, I'm not dwelling in your secret place. I've gotten outside the secret place. And once I'm outside the secret place, then my defense, my defense, my shield is down. And then the mechanism of the enemy, remember, faith is our shield. Faith is our shield. Faith, faith is our shield. We have faith. We, we, we take, we shield, shield. The faith is what fires. So when I'm back here in the arms of the breasty one, then faith becomes my shield from the attack of the enemy. Well, when I step out into my own provision, when I step out into my own protection, when I step out into my own will, then faith isn't my shield. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everything that I access God, access from God is through faith. I don't access it through works. I don't act. I don't. So my faith becomes my shield. My faith, my faith becomes my shield. The sword, right? My sword and my shield. My faith becomes my shield. My sword, my sword is the word of God. And so every time I step outside of faith, then I step outside the boundaries of what protects me. I step outside the boundaries of who sent, was sent to heal me. I step outside the boundaries of who, come on now. So when I step out, when I'm in worry, I'm outside of God. What God is not, it's a position of faith. Faith is, we've been talking about that. Faith is our currency. Faith is our currency. Faith is what, so when I step outside, I've changed positions with God. I've, I've placed myself in the position of God. I say that I know better than God, right? I'm trying to fix, I, I've set myself in a position to have some of the God. And then usually what happens when I change positions with God, I allow something else to become my God or someone else to become my God because I'm going to look for some source to do what I think God can do for me. I'm going to look for some source. I'm going to look for some person. I'm going to look for some job. I'm going to look for some situation to do what God can't do for me. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start seeking an alternative, an option other than God. I'm going to start seeking something else other than God. I'm going to seek something else because I don't understand that faith is my currency. 
I don't understand that faith is making a purchase for me. I don't understand that faith is properly positioning me. I don't understand that faith, faith is opening up the heavens for me. I don't understand that faith, faith is like writing a check. I don't understand that standing in faith is really what's positioning me to prosper. Standing in faith is really what's positioning for me for health. Standing in faith is really what's positioning me for favor. I just, all I got to do is trust and obey. All I got to do is trust and obey. All I got to do is stay in position. So anytime I shift myself out of position, anytime I come out of the secret place, then my shield of faith goes down. Now, this is just the word. This is just the word. Then the fiery darts of the evil one, he knows when you're out of position. The minute that he's out, you're out of position. The enemy becomes antagonistic. The minute that you're out of position, that's why some of you won't pray the way that you need to pray because you're afraid of what he might do. No, when you're in position and you begin to pray and you begin to stand in the will of the following, the weapon formed against you may form, but baby, it's not going to prosper. It may look like it's forming, it's, but the position of faith raises up a shield. My God, I'll trust you. My God, I'm anchored in your truth. My God, no weapon. So even if it looks like it's shooting up, even if it looks like it's sprout, sprouting, even if it, look, if it looks like it's manifesting, it will not prosper because faith has become my shield. Faith is my shield. No, Lord, I'm going to trust you. No, Lord, I'm going to stand still. No, Lord, I'm going to stand in position because faith is my position. Not nothing else. Not, no, I'm not going to look to anything else. I'm going to look to the hills, which cometh my help because my help cometh from the Lord. My help cometh from the Lord. My help don't come from Lakeisha. My help don't come from my friends. My help don't come from my daddy. My help don't come from my mama. My help don't come from my job. My help that I need <laughs> comes from the Lord. So my position is in the breasty one. My position is in the shelter. Don't let them confuse. Don't, don't let them confuse you. Don't let them make you think that God isn't enough. My God, no, my help is coming from the Lord. So go back, back, Matthew 26, 22. Your eye is the lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. Your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. So we got to keep our mind set on things above and stay in position. Faith is your currency. Faith is your, you are not a fool for trusting God. You are not a fool for believing God. You are not a fool for loving God. I am, I will stand on this and I can say this the closer I get to 50. I was young and now I am older. <laughs> I have never ever in my life Seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That is the word. I have ne I am not, I am not, I have not seen it happen. I have yet to see the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I have not, 
I have not, not one time have I seen God forsake his righteousness. Not one time. And he said in his word, not one time will you leave the gospel for my sake. Not one time will you pursue the things of God. Not one time will you leave, just find that scripture. Not one time will you leave mother or father or friend. Not one time will you choose the righteous path. Not one time will you make a decision to live in faith. Not one time will you make a decision to trust God and God not be God. And God not be God. God will always be God. I don't care what fiery darts. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care how they lie to you to tell you you need to be self-made, man-made, or nothing else. Not one time if you position yourself. Not one time if you make a decision that God is going to be God. Is God not going to take care of you? Because that's the scripture. That's what the word of God. That's not what Lakeisha says. That's what the word. So you're telling me, Lakeisha, that if I pursue God with all my heart, God got me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm telling you, if you seek kingdom first and you choose to live righteously, God got, that's a promise in his word. That's the guarantee in his word. He will not leave you. He is not going to forsake you. And as a matter of fact, he, if you go after the gospel, my God, for my minute, my God, if you preach the gospel, if you live for God, I promise you, you're going to position yourself in heavenly places, but you also going to position yourself in his favor on the earth. Matthew 19 and 29. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. When I choose God, when I choose faith, it's going to produce something. You just got to stand still, baby. You just got to stand still, baby. You just got to get in position. You got to stay in the shelter. You just got to anchor yourself in the truth. It's not one time. It, it might be some, it's some persecution that's going to come. It's because the enemy does not want you to walk in it. But when persecution comes, it's something. When it comes persecution, there's some perseverance. You're going to learn how to endure. And then you're going to be, become more mature, right? And then you're going to be able to take your position, right? When we persevere, perseverance comes endurance. That's our scripture for today to hold on. With perseverance comes endurance. With endurance, it comes all of that is producing something for you. So don't think it's not. Don't think it's not manifesting nothing for you. It's manifesting. Do not get weary in well-doing. My God, because in a due season, you're going to faint if you reap. You're going to reap if you faint not, right? Hebrews 12 and 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. James 5 and 11. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. Say this over yourself today. I gotta persevere. I got to persevere. I got to walk in continual grace until the end. Philippians 1 and 6, be confident of this, that he who began a good work and you will carry it on to the day of completion. God is going to complete you. Psalms 46 and 1, God is your refuge and strength and ever present help. My God, Romans 5 and 4, perseverance, character, produces character, character produces hope. My 
God. Colossians 1, 11 and 12, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. God will strengthen you and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people. James 1, 2 and 4, consider it pure joy, sisters and brothers, when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lack absolutely nothing. That's it for today. I love y'all. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. We cast in all off. Can I pray for you? Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we will not let worry be our master. We will not let money be our master. We will not let our kids be our master. Father God, forgive us for keeping our eyes on anything that was not above. Lord, forgive us for stepping out in faith. Now, Holy Spirit, redirect us so that we can be full of faith, full of energy, full of strength. Pour your spirit out on all flesh today, Lord God. Remind us in your word, Lord God, of your truths so that we will not stand in anything else. We cast off the spirit of worry. We cast off the spirit of doubt. Father God, we thank you for wetting us up in our dry places. Father God, if there is anybody amongst us that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Father, please, we acknowledge you right now. Father God, we acknowledge you right now. My God, we are sinners. We are in need of a savior. My God, Jesus Christ, we're asking you to come into our life. Uh, my God, and be Lord and savior in our life. Forgive us of our sins. My God, we take the rest by faith. Holy Spirit, we're going to need your help in Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all. It's that simple. Will you do me a favor? Will you consider becoming a partner of this ministry? All you got to do is log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Click the donate button and drop your seed, your tithe, your offering right there. Or you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministries. We are after the one. Every time you partner with this ministry, you help us to continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. You help us feed the street, which we take care of the poor. All of the things that God has helped us do, that's what you do when you partner with this ministry. So will you please consider today how you can partner with this ministry to make a difference in the lives of others. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. I pray today that you are encouraged <laughs> That you are encouraged that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I pray today that you are encouraged. My God, that you are encouraged. That you change your position. That you make the difference. That you make the decision today that you know what? I am not left out. I am not left behind. If God is for me, who can be against me? Father God, I cover them in the blood of Jesus. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, they are anchored in your truth. My God, let grace, love, and peace be with us. May your favor and your face shine upon us. My God, Lord God, show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We got a new series we're going to start. I'm going to let the Lord have his way. But we're going to start talking about how God's will be done through us in this earth. That is, it. that is deep in my heart. We're going to go through that. We're going to stay on it as long. How God's will is done through us through this earth. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Tell somebody, come do this daily devotional with me. Come hang out with me. Share the devotional. Do you know every time you share the devotional, 
Every time someone contacts me and tells me this ministry has made a difference in my life, it's always because somebody shared the devotional and put it on their timeline. They were like, I saw you and I tapped in and it changed my life or it saved my life. So share the devotional, send it. All you gotta do, click share. In your in Instagram, click it, share it. Sharing it positions someone else to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.